Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 88, Episode 1 of Der Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially, off the top, fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. It's Monday, June 24th, 2019. My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Jerk and a Cobb, a.k.a. I Jack Boner. Uh, those are some anagrams. Uh courtesy of somebody whose name I failed to write down, but I'll get him later. And I'm thrilled to be joined by my lovely and hilarious and talented guest co-host, Lacey Mosley. Hey! Okay, I can't prepare this time because Jack flamed me. Uh, <laughs> I wrote this AKA. Here I go. <clears throat> Woo. Oh, I'm gonna take my scam to the town road. I'm gonna... Until I can't no more I'm gonna take my scam to the old town road I'm gonna come till I can't no more I got your social in my bag Your credit card's the max I got so many wigs and fake addresses You'll never find my ass Should've timed that one better out Can't can nobody catch me, no way All the warrants are in your name There you go, there you go yes. Yeah <laughs> little insight into your methods too <laughs> wigs uh putting Fake the warrants in our name yes yeah uh and it's me lacy mosley aka scam goddess yes, what's up yes. y'all what's up <laughs> it's good to have you back yes I, I appreciate the effort and the execution you nailed it <laughs> thank you so uh, much jack i do this for your approval i know thank you uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Tiff Stevenson. Yes. Hi. What's up? Welcome back. Thanks. I didn't prepare anything like that. I was just blown away by it. I was like, yep. Yeah. Just, I'm just going to say hi and it will be so anticlimactic. No. Um, but it's thank great. you for having me back. Your accent is is enough of a pleasant surprise, I'm sure, for the listener. I'm sure that there are some people out there who are Anglophiles who are semi-erect right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Tiff, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about today, such as an update on The Bachelorette. Uh, something happened with a gentleman by the name of Jed Wyatt. Uh, and we're going to bring in Super Producer Anna Hosnia to talk about that. We have a new inductee to the 100 Billionaire Club, and you know we always like to keep our eye on on the prize, on where we want to be, right? We all want to be 100 billionaires here and in America. Uh, we're going to check in with our recurring segment, Is the DR Cancelled? We're going to talk about the fact <laughs> I that... I it was coming back. <laughs> Uh, Elaine Chow, uh, who is Mitch McConnell's wife and the new Scott Pruitt. We're going to talk about the Beatles uh, because they're uh, these guys are back in the news. The Beatles, have you heard about these guys? Uh, no, they I've never a, heard of them. Yeah, they have a new movie. Uh, they don't have a new movie coming out, but there's a new movie about their music coming out called Yesterday uh, that Lacey has seen. She got a sneak preview. So mm, Scam. Scam. Uh, and we're going to talk about Trump's star on the Walk of Fame and just stars on the Walk of Fame in general, what the Walk of Fame is, why we shouldn't give a shit about that. Uh, but first, Tiff, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that is revealing? Oh, OK. Uh, revealing from my search history since I've been here because um, I've seen it a few times, and my uh, boyfriend—sorry, fiance—sorry, my fiance is also in How the studio. French and yeah, fancy. 
Yes, we got engaged uh, at Christmas. So. Oh, congratulations, yeah. you two. He'll be excited when he finds out as well. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, I he's wearing a T-shirt with uh, fo- with the foot sign from Silver Lake. Oh. And um, so I was searching the history of the foot sign in Silver Lake because I've seen it every time uh, I, I've been to L.A. And it's the happy foot and sad foot. And one of the feet is on crutches. Yeah. It's all kind of a bit bizarre because the feet have got hands and feet attached to the actual feet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but it's it's uh, it's from a shop called YQ in Los Feliz. And every time I go, I buy some T-shirts from there because they okay. do. He's modeling it. He's a... modeling yeah. it so well. Yeah. Wow. Wow, <laughs> look at that turn. Yes, turn Damn. to the... Okay, Sanjay. Um, so, it, yeah, it's a cartoon drawing of a, foot, of a happy foot that looks to be giving the thumbs up. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then the other foot... You described it as sad foot, but it, it seems like it's yawning and, uh, yeah, on it's crutches a, with a bandage. Yeah, a broken thumb toe. toe. A thumb yeah, toe. Yeah, toe. thumb toe. Uh, <laughs> I, this is the first time I've seen this. I've never seen is, it Is either. this a L.A. Really? staple? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a staple of uh, the eastern regions of Los Angeles, apparently, because... Uh, Anna Hosni is looking at Lacey and I like we are idiots. Oh, it's great. It's, so I it live spins. in East Hollywood. I've never seen this. It spins, it spins? rounds. Yeah, so you get the wow. happy or the sad, wow. um, oh. which I think is probably, uh, for people who live over that way, a sign of like, is it going to be a good day, bad day? It's like seeing magpies. Do you have the magpie thing here? Mm-mm. Oh, in the UK, we have a thing where if you see one magpie, it's bad luck. But if you see two, it's good luck. Is that like a horse poop? Um, a magpie. <laughs> yes. a magpie. It's a bird. I don't know what you call them here. It's, yeah, a, it's black a black and white bird. They're oh. called magpies. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, um, Lacey's just not a bird watcher. Yeah. <laughs> so if you see one, it's like it's one for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy. I don't even know. It's just a stupid rhyme. Right. Like in the UK, everything has to rhyme for no fucking apparent reason. Anyway, so yes, it's... it's um, so this, I think people view it like, are you seeing the happy foot or the sad foot? Which one are you going to see? And I like to take um, kind of messages from machines and signs and stuff. I'm a bit like Ooh, Steve yeah. Martin in L.A. Story, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I take my – on the tube at your home, cues. we have a little – you have an Oyster card where you tap your card yeah. and sometimes it will say incomplete journey. And I feel like that's spiritual advice <laughs> rather than financial. Yeah. Does right. that mean like you're going to die? Yeah, like- maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you're not going to make it to where your life was supposed to end. It's going to be cut short today. Yeah, I wouldn't want the MTA giving me their yeah. <laughs> What does it say on advice. there when you tap yours? Uh, fuck you. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> the MTA is horrible. So <laughs> There's no words on those Metro cards when you swipe. Yeah, it just tells you how much money you have. Yeah, left, it's all usually. about money. It's just like, you need to give us more money. <laughs> yeah. You are not rich enough. <laughs> right. That's basically what, what we take from it. Um, yeah, I do. I have, I used to do a thing where I would put my like phone or uh, iPod even back in the day uh, on shuffle. And I would be like, I wouldn't let myself skip songs. I would be like, whatever the journey is that uh, my iPod shuffle takes me on, that is like what I'm, how I'm supposed to be feeling at that moment. That's very revealing about your personality. Y- yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like uh, a magic eight ball, but yeah. with uh, iTunes. Yeah. So I, I like that, taking, taking uh, cues from technology. Well, yours would be, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. So I guess it would be rage. Right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, you did give me an idea with those magpies, though, and everybody else out there. If you guys are still doing those gender reveals, release some birds. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Three for yeah. a girl, four for a boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to encourage that problematic party just because I like parties. Yeah. More parties. 
what is something you think is underrated? Oh, okay. Underrated, changing your mind. Underrated is changing your mind. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we're sort of very glued to our opinions these days. And um, politically, especially, we punish politicians for changing their minds because you call it flip-flopping here, right? Right. Yeah, yeah yes. you call it flip-flopping. In Australia, they call it thonging. Thonging. Ooh, thonging. Oh, well, that's just a stupid uh, joke about joke the fact about, uh, that uh, <laughs> Australians they, call flip flops thongs. thongs. Oh, that's fun. But I like the idea that <laughs> I like the idea that they would have Cisco going around to politicians. Right. Thong, yeah. Yeah. Thong, thong, thong. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when information changes, your ideas should change. Yeah. So. Um, so let's give Donald Trump a chance, right? Mm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like in, yeah. in terms of like strong ideas loosely held, I think is the idiom that's said quite often so that you can be passionate and committed to causes and beliefs, but you have to hold on to them loosely. If you learn new information or something changes to not be so glued. Like I in the 2000s, I bought a Maroon 5 album. Yeah. Do I stand by that now? No, I don't. <laughs> I think Adam Levine is a cock knocker. Is that, am I allowed to say that on here? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever curse word. Yeah, with I've never shit heard that. sailor tats in place of a personality. Right. So I'm I picturing, I'm so <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing cock knocker and I'm picturing somebody like, do it, you know how like people who crack safes will like knock on it and like listen? That's what I'm picturing. Somebody that sounds doing like a good a image. Cock. Yeah. To a cock. Oh, yeah, yeah just like <laughs> at someone's cock, just like knocking on it and like putting their ear up to it. Is yeah. that that's probably not what it means? Yeah, because I mean, you say twat, we say twat, so you know we have yeah. our different, we have our curse words are very right, yeah. very different. I guess what I'm saying is, don't get married to an idea. Like I want to date some ideas, possibly cohabit for a while, then ghost uh-huh. them completely. Uh huh. Like, okay. Yeah. I and think that's this smart. imagery is very uh, promising, I'm sure, for your fiance who's in the room. <laughs> like, don't get, act like you're going to marry gonna get engaged the idea. to ideas and then bring my ideas to a podcast and then have my ideas sit here and <laughs> distract them. And then, uh, yeah. No, I think that's just generally good. Good philosophical advice. Truly. I, I wish there was a way to publicize that more. The issue with politicians is, is they'll change their opinions, but then lie and say that this was always their opinion. And I wonder yeah. why no one uses that to shut things down. Like, I got more information and I changed my mind and more people should do that. Yeah. What a flex. Mm. Instead of just being like, no, I didn't say that in 2002. And then we roll the tape back. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why deny became like the biggest thing. I mean, it works for scams. It does. If you deny something long enough, you can change the whole narrative of truth. Right. Truth right. is an illusion. Well, I think if, it, if people feel trapped by being able to m- not make a mistake, I guess. Right. Whereas when you actually go, oh, yeah, I feel completely differently about this now. I'm sorry. That's or I've learned something yeah. and that was a bad thought or idea or like you know yeah i think admitting you've changed your mind based on new information is like an empowering thing because so many people like our whole media complex is different people acting like even if they don't say i never held that belief they say whatever they're thinking now as if it was this what we is, always thought. this is the obvious yeah. thing that they've always thought that way so yeah, I think just being like, yeah, no, I'm, I've changed my mind. I used to say that, and now I say this different thing. Um, what is something you think is overrated? Um, the royal family. Oh come Damn, on! Damn, those are your people. <laughs> right. They're not my people. They're the privileged people. They're not my uh, people. Uh-huh. I guess I think um, inherited wealth. I, I think inherited wealth is hugely overrated. And uh, that's kind of almost like why I like American culture to a certain degree, because you have the hustle here. 
Right. Like that's where you got Cardi B, right? So in America, you can be a stripper and then be a Grammy winner. And in the UK, that would just never happen. It just, right. yeah. too much entrenched classism. So the money is passed around the same circles where I guess you have the American dream, you have the hustle, anyone can do a thing. And the, the royal family are just like sat on top of piles of money that have gone through generation through generation. And then they get more from us. And also the, the queen's face can be on some plates and mugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reverse is true, though. She actually has plates and cups with pictures of normal people on them. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what she eats off of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People just, on their holidays yeah. in like the Canary Islands or he's Mexico a tax or whatever. Accountant. And <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, yeah. I I think America is really good at branding itself. Oh, yeah. As the thing, as the pl- land of opportunity where people can change and like the amount of money or the the class that you die in is mostly proscribed by the class you're born into in America. It's just, we don't like to talk about that. Yeah, we we have the brand really strong. And then also we don't like to talk about the part of like, most people, um, and not all, but a lot of, especially in entertainment, like artists and rappers and stuff who did change classes like that, they had to do a lot of crazy shit. And in a lot of cases, crimes, okay? Um, And and then that's not to say that like white collar criminals don't exist. They exist and they are very prevalent. We just kind of like have a better way of looking at that stuff. So it doesn't seem as the same as like, oh, Oh, I took you know all the money out of this dude's wallet like Cardi B used to talk about how she used to do when she was stripping. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing to like rip off people, you know, even if you're in a suit and you're at a of bank. Of course, yeah, you know? yeah. Right. People think uh, a suit brings respectability mm. when when it doesn't at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I guess it, I guess it feels more self-made here because I don't know. Like the the Queen had a at Christmas when she did her speech, she did it next to a gold piano. People were like, in like times of like real financial austerity and everything else, is it a good idea for the Queen to be doing this speech? A gold piano. <laughs> Next, solid gold a Solid piano. gold piano. And they're like, well, she inherited it, so it's fine. And you're like, people are sleeping on the streets. It's not fine. Let's stop playing the it's fine game. No, she cried. She just yeah. wiped her tears with money. Yeah. Right. So, and then Piers Morgan defended it, kind of going, what do you expect? You want the Queen in front of a gold piano. But in like two tweets earlier, he'd criticised Chris Jenner for having a handbag that said something on it like uh, filthy rich or something. And he was like, right. this is disgusting. And you're like, I now you're making me defend the Kardashians, which is <laughs> <Right>. unacceptable. <laughs> yes. I never want to be that person. But I'm like, why is it not okay for her to have made her own money right. and be flashing it around, kind of going, look how much I have. Um, it's not okay for Chris Kardashian, but it's okay for the queen. Why? Right. Why? Yeah. At least Chris like made hers by selling her daughter's sex tapes or whatever. Right, exactly. <laughs> like yes. that's what I mean. Don't make me defend that. But yeah. the point is, what's the difference? She's a great American. I mean, it, by by the terms of you know self made and you know working outside of the system to mm-hmm. you know come up. Mummager. It's yeah. even it's even that's a new phrase that kind of sounds like dowager was an old right. phrase, wasn't it, for someone who had like a dowry to give, like right. a, who wanted to get married. Yeah. She's a mummager. It almost comes from that old, like kind of class. Right. Yeah. Sounds like it could be from the old, the old system. Yeah. It, that is interesting though, that the idea of the queen giving a speech in front of a golden piano is defended as, but she inherited it. So that's okay. Whereas like, that is the ultimate thing that like Americans would not admit to is like having inherited their wealth. Like Trump was a multi, multi multi-millionaire by the time he was five years old, but 
he claims to be a self-made man. Because like, he got a loan right. for millions of dollars. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, right. million-dollar loans. Right. You get those, they, you, right? They, yeah, you never have to those. pay back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't call it a loan if you don't return. Yeah, I want to see if he paid it back. Oh, he never paid it back. Yeah. I'm sure in some way he he thinks that he did. But So loaning is even a brand. Right. You're like, yeah, my parents loaned me. No, they gave it to you. <laughs> a loan thing. has to be paid back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Um, that men can't compliment women anymore. Mm. I sort of keep hearing this now in the light of kind of me right. too, that it's like you can't even compliment a woman anymore. And I say you can, you just may not get the response you want. Right. Like you've always been able to. Uh, oh, the caveat to that also is like if you're shouted from the top of a building right. or out of a moving <laughs> car, if like the Doppler effect applies to it, yeah. you're like, Nice tits. That's a compliment. (laughs) Yeah, I yielded to you at 8 a.m. Yeah, that's when it tips into like sort of street harassment, right? Right. So there's, but you can still pay compliments, but we're hearing a lot now like, well, you just can't even talk to women. And we're like, yeah, you can. Just, you're going to be called out if you're a dick. Yeah. So I'm sort of tired of hearing from guys, no, you can't even. Yeah. I just want to put a PSA out there to those guys, which is, is that if you're saying that, you're a nasty, creepy motherfucker. And and here's why. Because if you feel like you can't talk to women anymore, that means the way you were talking to women before was trash. <laughs> yes. Okay? That means what you were doing was wrong. And now you're like, man, you can't even grab a woman booty no more. <laughs> right. Like, no, exactly. sir. Absolutely not. Yeah. You have a problem. I've never met a, a normal man who's come up to me and been like, oh, you look nice today. Oh, you know what? I shouldn't say that anymore because I don't want you to sue me like people right. know the appropriate people who have a gauge of what's appropriate and what's right. not appropriate have never lost that it's just the people who were running amok because no one was you know reprimanding them that now feel stifled it's yeah. like yeah. what yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're hurting my right to be a douche right, right. yeah it's so the if you're same, saying that know you're gross and know we know you're gross it's the same thing it's revealing for the same reasons people who are like you can't be funny anymore yeah, <laughs> right it's like yeah so your brand of funny was just saying racist and sexist right. stuff the punchline was racist yeah to, <laughs> you you liked punching down and we're no longer think that's as hilarious as we used to um all right guys let's talk about the bachelorette uh, speaking of punching down, uh, <laughs> so we're gonna bring in super producer Anna Hosnier, our bachelorette uh, specialist, specialist expertise, uh, because <laughs> oh this is this is what we're talking about. I, I don't want to lie. I don't want to say that this is this is what is being talked about in the Daily Zeitgeist writers' room uh, when super producer Anna Hosnier gets in in the morning. She and, very late. Uh, I'm always super, late. <laughs> super producer. Uh, DJ Daniel uh, are talking about the Bachelorette and what happened, and uh, it seems like there there was some big news. <sighs> you guys, this is <laughs> devastating <laughs> for all of us. Obviously, um, you know, front runner, current front runner. We are, we still have a little bit of time to go, but potentially top fiver, Jed Wyatt. Turns out he had a girlfriend this whole time. Mm. Devastating. So, of how course- do we know that? <laughs> How do, how do we know that uh, he had a girlfriend? Because the girlfriend felt wrong and wronged and sold her story to People Mag, as you do when yeah. you want to come for your reality TV boyfriend. As you do. <laughs> yeah. So he he is like making it through the the gauntlet of Bachelorette yeah, candidacy. Yeah. So he's the he's a singer songwriter from Nashville. Okay. 
And um, he apparently told his girlfriend that he's going on the show because it'd be good for his career. It's huge. The, you know, the amount of attention it'll bring him. And I guess she was like, all right, babe, like, <laughs> right. I believe you, which is like, oh, honey, this uh. is a bad, this is no, never date a guy who's going to go on a, a reality show specifically about falling in love right. and expect them to come back and honor your relationship. It's just not going to work out. Um, so it's just very devastating because he he was a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, he was always very um, he's very charismatic. He seemed like down to earth, like he would make fun of himself. He was he didn't seem like he took himself too seriously. And now um, this is a blow. This is a blow to Bachelor Nation. Maybe he wasn't <laughs> taking that relationship very seriously. No, and... clearly not. Because apparently when he came back, he ghosted her. Oh. And that's when she was like, revenge is on. Like an opinion. (laughs) Now, I just want to bring to light that they were allegedly dating for four months. Four months. Mm -hmm. So was this a boo or was this a boo take all? Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Because like if it's hard to say somebody's in a relationship Mm -hmm. as a a con artist, it's hard to say (laughs) that someone's in a relationship because look, you can't ghost on a marriage you know what i mean like you can but there's paperwork you know what i mean there's Mm -hmm. a paper trail we gonna know that you signed some shit and said you was in a relationship with this person but if i say we're not together no more guess what i can just stop talking to my boyfriend tomorrow and then i don't have a boyfriend no more right (laughs) that's how boyfriends work yeah (laughs) by definition by definition if i just don't see him and speak to him anymore i don't even have to give him an explanation we're not together right so i think that jed Jedediah. Assuming, <laughs> assuming it's Jedediah. Jedediah. In reality, what else could it be? I yeah. think that he was single as a dollar bill when he went on The Bachelorette. And this girl, I mean, I guess y'all, y'all were together the night before. That don't mean nothing. Yeah. Right. But I'm glad that she's getting her story to people mag. I hope yeah. that she doctored all these text messages and that this is not even real. And I hope that she has a singing career that jumps off right after. Yeah, she's also a singer. She's also a singer as yeah. well. Yes. Oh, okay. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is juicy. <laughs> Do it Taylor Swift style. Gavin Rossdale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She got to come out with some song like The Bachelor. I don't even know. There's a song there, girl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Will you accept this rose? (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went on his Spotify and he's a horrible musician. So I was like, what did you think was going to happen? He thought this show was going to give you talent. Oh, everybody's a horrible musician until you get in the right hands. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Right. You just need some auto-tune and some little Nas X. Right. As we'll learn later, you can't even get a Hollywood a star if you're a reality show. So he just DQ'd himself from having a career in many ways by going on The yeah, Bachelorette. Well, um, but I don't, yeah, I, don't I agree with Lacey's analysis that like this doesn't necessarily mean he had a girlfriend while he was on well, the show. Okay, but there is information that apparently they went to the Bahamas before he left and he said, I love you. Oh. Oh, now we're into the I love you. You, you know how many people I told I love because they took me to the Bahamas? Right. <laughs> I told everybody I loved them when I went to the Bahamas. But, Come on now. Yeah, we can still take, I mean, assuming the text messages aren't doctored, that, yeah, I mean, that I, is yeah. weird of him to be like, I'm just going on this to promote. Because that, I mean, that's well, just a douchey like, thing to babe, if say. I, right. when I come back, it'll just make us stronger. This is just good for my brand. I, it's on her. Like, well, I know. It's she, like, the minute he said he was going on the show, you're like, oh, we're done then. Right. Yeah, surely. Well, he also said that he was tired of his daddy having to pay his rent, okay? So he had uh, to. So he's going to so be an independent a... talent show man, <laughs> right? Exactly. I have to go be independent on this reality show, right? I'm yeah. sure your dad is thrilled. Okay, I'm gonna have ABC pay my rent. Right. <laughs> um, 
So, but we don't know how it ends. He might win. That's the thing. I would it's love really it if kind he won. of. We don't know. Right. Mm. So the Bachelorette is somewhere just like being like, mother. If he won, she is strangling him to death right Right. now. And he will be dead soon. We'll know if he dies in the next few days that (laughs) he won. Because she's actually crazy. Like she's known for being crazy. She calls herself Hannah Beast. So I love it. She's the most fun Bachelorette I think there's been in a while. And she's such a significant reflection of the times changing for women. Because to get to see her just be making out and just riding on everybody. She's also very horny. Like a pony, honey. It's like she's just out at the carnival on a little pony ride. Like Like everybody. She's on them. I love it. She'll go and pick another guy. Like, come on down. And And no one's slut shaming her. At least I haven't seen a lot of that. (laughs) No. I'm very happy. like, yeah, you better kiss on all them sexy ass men and then send them home. <laughs> yeah, I think it's also because she she's been like, I'm insane. Right. I'm insane. I'm a mess. And I'm also formerly Miss Alabama, so you know I'm crazy. Right. Um, so and you know like, I'm and not I'm, getting an abortion when this show no. finishes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm I'm, lo- I'm trapping someone tonight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's yeah. actually an interesting thing. They won't let her comment on the Alabama stuff. Who won't? The Bachelorette? The ABC won't let her comment. Oh, because they want everybody's money, honey. Yeah. They, they don't need the conservatives to turn yeah. the TV They're off. They're like, eh. someone asked her a question and ABC was like, cut, nope, don't right. answer that. Don't <laughs> so answer that. So literally threw their body in, <laughs> in front, front of the, of the camera. camera. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And Lacey, the last time you were on, we were talking about the Dominican Republic for a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. Big Poppy, uh, the attempted assassination of Big Poppy that is now being claimed was a case of mistaken identity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. It, that suggests to me that maybe the media in the Dominican Republic is easy enough to manipulate that he could be like, I wasn't sleeping with anybody except my wife. So oh, right. it must have been mistaken that identity. PR team. They, yeah. they cleaned it up real good. Yes, they did. Um, but another story that uh, you brought to my attention while we were talking about that is that there have been a lot of media reports of people dying mysteriously in the Dominican Republic Mm -hmm. while on vacation, a lot of Americans dying mysteriously. And there were two stories of people having a drink from the mini bar and then dying uh, in their hotel rooms in the Dominican Republic. Uh, And I don't know, it's now like now we are hearing from mostly conservative outlets every time somebody dies in the Dominican Republic for that is from the United States. Um, so we we wanted to look into this to see, is this a thing? Is Should we all cancel our trips to the Dominican Republic? Uh, is the Dominican Republic canceled as a nation? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so some things that jumped out to me. First of all, when you look at the statistics of like how many people die in the Dominican Republic, how many U.S. citizens die in the Dominican Republic? It's 18 people die down there on vacation, essentially, every year. Which isn't a lot. It's, yeah, but a lot. that's a lot of America. I mean, it, it. that's about the number I would have expected for the rate that we're finding out about every death that happens in the yeah, Dominican exactly. Republic. Yeah, exactly. We're on the right track to meet 18 by right. <laughs> 20. <laughs> 
I like that you've got targets. Right. We're, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're on 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 track. Uh, I can just see Lacey at the front of the conference room with the PowerPoint. Listen. Guys, as you can see by this latest death, we are on target to uh, our numbers <clears throat> are looking pretty good. Listen, guys. Out of how many? So like 18 American deaths out of a total of how many deaths? Was it in like- the Dominican Republic total? Yeah. Yeah. No, like oh, trips to the Dominican Republic. Oh yeah, a year. I have was... no idea. Yeah, uh, yeah, and they they don't even usually like they don't keep s- the reason that these are eighteen people who died of non natural causes because they don't keep track of like how many people die of natural causes. Now, if so. you want to know how many people visit in a year, it's about two point seven million. So that's a lot of people. Yeah, and it's probably a lot of older people. Yeah, just because. That's who goes on vacations for the most part. It's like right. a lot of uh, retirees. And that's who is dying in a lot of these cases. They're people. Time. Time took them. Right. Exactly. It's <laughs> like, you know, people in their 50s and 60s are who, you know, like one of the dudes who passed away uh, was one of the more mysterious deaths because both he and his uh, fiance were found dead together. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's a happy story for you guys. Now, the way uh, that they reported <laughs> that made it still seem sketchy because yeah. the Dominican, um, the coroners and the pe- the authorities there said that um, the man had passed away of natural causes, which when Jack looked into it, like he had cirrhosis and he cirrhosis you know, had high liver. blood pressure. Um, so there are definitely some risk factors, especially if you're going on a vacation where you're going to be consuming a lot, right? right. Was that the but, minibar? Was that minibar related then, the cirrhosis? This one they didn't say was minibar related, but the man was 63 and the woman was 49 and they said that the shock of seeing her boo dead then caused her. her to die as well. We call this the notebook effect. <laughs> um, she died of a broken heart. She yeah. grabbed his hand and then she was like, I too decide to die. <laughs> and that's what the government reported to us. And so I think that is also very sketchy. There, is medically, there is medically a thing of dying from a broken heart where you can like have that happened. It's very, very rare, but uh, that I think they are saying it was shock or something. But either way, it just seems like it's being treated as it's one of those things that everything is going to look suspicious if you're looking for it. Like, but if they were 27, everyone would have gone suicide pact. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it would have been Sid and Nancy kind of. Right. Well, and not even that wasn't a suicide pack. Just I, I am aware of that. Right. Um, so just before everyone calls up and goes, that is not what happened to Nancy. Right. Um, but yeah. yeah. So so if they were young, people would assume it was something that they. Right. And even then, it still could have been who knows. But like, I mean, vacations are a time when you're uniquely susceptible to death from like things that are considered natural causes. But it's like heart attacks and. You know, you eat worse, you do things your body isn't used to, you drink more. Uh, and like the number one time that people die in the United States, like just annually is Christmas. And um, the media writes about it as though it's like a people are dying from depression and suicide. But it's actually like what we eat and drink and like celebrate, like celebration is what kills us. We die from like How? drinking too much. Eggnog. Yeah, too Latte. much eggnog. Yeah, <laughs> celebration is killing. Us. Yeah, exactly. But that's not like a fun thing to think about. You don't like that. That's not a story that you want to hear. So no, they want to say the Grinch took you. Right, the Grinch shrank your heart <laughs> until it couldn't pump blood through your body anymore. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It just seems like this is maybe not a real story. 
Uh, like maybe the media is conflating this. Yeah, and it's also you tend to see it being covered in conservative outlets, mm, and these with are fear places, tactics. Yeah, where this is you're going to have an older reader base, people who g- are like more likely to be going on vacation there, and also more likely to be scared of, uh, you know, uh, people of color and people from uh, Central American and South American countries and. I don't know. It just it seems like it's maybe more tailor made for the audience of the New York Post who are covering this like it is a, you know, Ebola outbreak. Well, um, I'm gonna say the DR is canceled. Okay. I'm coming out with an island, guys. So stay. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> it's gonna be way better than the Fire Dominican Festival. Republic. Yeah. You, c- I just been to Greece, and you can just pick them up for a few million around there. Yeah. So like, yeah. just buy one. Yeah, because I, I I went to where um, I think it's Scorpios where Jackie O. Oh, wow. Was married to Aristotle Onassis. That's pretty cool. And he bought like two islands and then he bought the smaller one next to it for his son, you know, just for a gift. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Like, it's your birthday. Have an island. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna party like you've got an island. Right. Uh, So when we get this island up and running, guys, I promise you, no deaths. You'll never hear about any deaths. Well, speaking of people with that much money, there is a new member of the 100 Billionaire Club. Lacey, you're better at saying his name than I am. Oh, okay. This is a rich-ass name, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bernard Jean-Étienne Arnault. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, four names. Yes. When you got a billion dollars, you need four names. Going to hazard a guess at French? Yes. <laughs> it's French. Nailed it. Bernard Jean-Étienne Arnault. He is a French business magnate, <laughs> investor, and art collector. Uh, who joins Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates? Um, so we were we were curious, like where? So we know what Jeff Bezos got rich off of. We know what Bill Gates. Like you can't not see the you know the cause of their wealth. What what is this dude like? What did he do that uh, has changed the world? He is the chairman and chief executive of LVMH, uh, which is Moet, Hennessy, Louis Vuitton. Like basically all the world's luxury goods companies are owned by the same dude. Yep. Lacey's like, is he single now? Right. Because <laughs> exactly. I love all these. I love Moet. I love Louis Vuitton. I, oh, Christian I Dior. Yeah. So uh, he bought, he's self-made mm-hmm. uh, because, yes. his, <laughs> because his dad gave him a $15 million loan <laughs> so that oh. he could buy 97% of Christian Dior. And then he expanded his business from there. His dad gave him a $15 million loan. Yeah, and I don't know if he paid his daddy back, but he Pulled got that loan up in by his bootstraps. 1985. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 1985. Oh, okay, so he's he's he might be a little bit too old for... Yeah, I think yeah he's, he's 70. Mm. Although, having said that, the old, sometimes older is better. Just grease the stairs and shout fire. <laughs> right. That's how that works. Tiff, that enough scammer. <laughs> Just wondering if you're. Give me that pin pad. Taking notes. On. Grease the stairs. Okay. Yeah, you guys are taking notes for different reasons. I think Lacey and. South Fire. Okay. Um, he also owns Sephora, which I found interesting. Like, that's huge. That's a yeah. huge makeup company. He's worth $100.4 billion. Do you know what a point four is when you're talking about billions of dollars? $400 million. That's what? crazy. Yeah. I can't even fathom it. It's so <laughs> such an insane amount of money. I've been thinking about this a lot recently because they're all in the space race now because right. they know that Earth is fucked. Right. So they're all trying yeah. to get up into space. They are. Bezos and Richard Branson, who's one of the UK, um, Elon Musk, my least favorite fragrance. Um, 
<laughs> they're all trying to get up into space. But I kind of think like surely there's a point where you actually do more harm if you have that much money. Mm. There should be a thing like the Hippocratic Oath, but for billionaires where you have to like do no harm. Yeah. Because you're taking billions out of circulation, right? Right. And pe like people who work for Bezos, like Amazon employees and stuff like that, who are in the UK, I think it was last Christmas. I'm, I'm looking at Paul just to see if he could confirm this. But there was a story that they were like working such long hours and being paid so poorly that they were sleeping in tents in the wood. Right. So they didn't have to go home and come back. Like, yeah. So, like, the, the, you know, if you have that amount of money, you have to be doing some f philanthropy. Like, Gates is, you know, right. like, there are people that are trying to do good or put money back but in. But not enough. Right. No one not needs enough. a billion dollars. No well, J.K. One Rowling unbillionaired herself, didn't she? Yeah, she did, because yeah. she gave it away. Because she has a heart. Women, that's our yeah. only weakness, is we're kind of still good and human. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for you guys. It's tough. <laughs> Must be difficult. Uh, yeah, but if there if there was a Hippocratic oath for billionaires, there would be no billionaires. It would be a contradiction of terms. Yeah, because, because there should not be a just, billionaire. Yeah, yeah. That's the question of whether there's a way to become a billionaire ethically is uh, no way. Yeah, it's just not. It can't happen. I don't think. Um, well, let's talk about Elaine Chow. Uh, the she is uh, Mitch McConnell's wife, uh, and she is the Secretary of Transportation. Uh, and she is also a massive fucking grifter. Uh, so I, I thought pew, pew, pew. I, wanted, I wanted to bring her before the expert to uh, kind of get your thoughts on Elaine Chow. So she owns stock in a huge gravel company, uh, gravel like the stuff we build roads out of, and she signed an ethics agreement saying she would divest from that since ethics people were like, are you... Are you fucking kidding me? You, the stock for this company that she owns, like a massive share in, uh, goes up every time someone mentions the word infrastructure week, and like that's what she's in charge of now. So she basically gets to, by controlling policy, determine how well her stock does. I smell a conflict. Yeah, it's a massive conflict of interest, and she was like, "Yeah, of course, it's a massive conflict of interest. I'm that's why I'm gonna divest, guys." And then it took her like six months to divest. And while that was happening, she made four hundred thousand dollars off of uh, her. She just said infrastructure on repeat. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every interview, she's like infrastructure and also infrastructure. And you know why we're talking about it? Infrastructure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, and, and if she divested, I wouldn't be shocked if there's some kind of sneaky way where on paper it doesn't look like she owns stock in this, but she's still getting like major kickbacks for the success of this company. We about to have all gravel roads everywhere. We'll yeah. get rid of grass. It's <laughs> just like the stuff that they do in the Trump administration is just more transparent versions of the things that are already happening. Like normally what you would do is you would have this job and then go and become like the chairman of the board at a gravel company and make money off of that. But she's doing it at the same time. And it's just an amazing like lack of effort. At being like, they're just like, I don't, they don't even care, but the they don't have gonna to. Do. Yeah, they like, really don't. The, Trump point. has been so unethical that he's really opened the floodgates to politicians being able to frolic as who they truly are. Right. Uh, which <laughs> frolic, is, I love that. It yes. Sounds like they're on a beach. Yes. I don't want to think about any of them on I'm a just beach. Picturing Mitch McConnell frolicking through a field in the nude. <laughs> right. just, Listen, with, we know yeah. she's like, my solution to ocean cleanup make the ocean a gravel road. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So she also used her position to set up meetings between her family's company and the Chinese government. Her family are Chinese shipping uh like magnates they have a huge shipping company and this is actually interesting because people uh there was a story at a certain point during the midterms where people were like wait so mitch mcconnell has made the most money in the past like 10 years uh and people were wondering if it was because he had done something uh corrupt and it was actually because he married elaine chow and she is like a huge shipping heir uh, and has tons and tons of money, but she is still, you know, trying to use her position in shady ways to enrich her and her family. Um, so, yeah. Well, look, if Ivanka Trump can be doing it. Right. right. Like, yeah, that's, that's what you're the setting thing. the example from. Yeah. yeah. Although her shoe line did go out of business. Shout out to that, because I told y'all those shoes are narrow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird that the government has become our new gold rush. Right. <laughs> Like, it's like we got to get involved in politics so we can make this money. Mm -hmm. They are probably quietly the most powerful and corrupt people in in Washington or among them because, you know, McConnell has huge power and now she has incredible power. And um, the Democrats are kind of hesitant about going after her with investigations because her husband's Mitch McConnell. So if you go after her. Uh, with investigations, he can be a complete asshole, a uh, complete cock knocker, I believe, yeah. uh, known as. So I think also the level of scam that's happening here is probably beyond the everyday person's comprehension. Right. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. it, it takes so much to like with, with Trump. It's like, OK, he's got like the, the pussy grabbing and like all the basic things that we're like, well, we know that's wrong. But then there are, these things have so many roots and layers to them. And then they're so they're violating things that I think are codified in a way. You know what I mean? Like our like our whole legal system is super codified. That's why we have lawyers, because it's like you can't read a document on your own and nothing's in labels like layman's terms. Right. Right? Yeah. So right. it's like I think that a lot of people will never understand truly how unethical this is, so it will continue. That's why privilege stays with the privileged, right? Right. Because right. there's secret codes and and it's it it's shrouded. Yeah. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Like for so yeah, so most people just wouldn't even question it. Yeah. They'd be like, oh what? And then when you actually put it out in simple like layman's terms, I guess is the best way, you know, to say, no, this is what's happening. They're making money off of this and then increasing their own stock by talking about it publicly in right. their, in their uh, political role, et cetera, et cetera. And once you start kind of doing that, people could get a bit more of a scope of it. But the, most people, like you say, yeah. just wouldn't. Like in the UK, it's etiquette. It's conversations around money and shares and stocks or like how you eat, did, like just knowing where you put your money to make more money or right. how that information is just not given in like like state comprehensive schools. Right. Whereas then you meet people who are like super rich and they're like, oh no, well you have to go in this high interest over here and this and then you separate yeah. this and you run this business and it's all, this is tax deductible and this is, and you're like, oh, that's why you're so rich. Yeah. They have, they, in America, they go to the Harvard Business School, which is like finishing school for millionaire, uh, you know, people who are going to just move things around and right. get extremely rich off of it. Yeah. But right. yeah, it is, it's like its own little game. Yeah, that's like Eton or like, um, I suppose Oxford and Cambridge, but, but more like kind of Eton is where the royals and our possible new prime minister, it's devastating, the two possibilities for prime minister Oof. boris johnson and jeremy hunt who it, jeremy hunt the latter sort of 
single-handedly trying to destroy the NHS and also came out to try and shore up, sorry, I know this is slightly off topic, but it's very annoying, came out to shore up um, support from like uh, like Christian groups or religious groups. Mm. He came out and said, I would lower the abortion limits to, to 12 weeks. Wow. He's like, I know it's nothing I can do as prime minister. And I was like, huh, that's interesting because I would actually like raise them to however old Jeremy Hunt is. Right. Um, <laughs> but but it it was all done in order to like kind of shore up support on the right because it's nothing yeah. you can actually do. Uh, but the, the privileged background of like Boris Johnson, he went to Eton and then he, he was part of the Bullingdon Club, you know, um, so he's he was all this was always going to happen. Yeah, he's from a super. Everyone in his family is kind of in politics, pretty much. Right. Um, and they're like a super privileged family, and that's how that goes. That power goes to power, goes to power. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's awesome. why we all have to step up our scams. I don't steal. I misappropriate funds. Uh- <laughs> there, you there you go. Right. <laughs> uh, all right, we're gonna take another quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and let's talk about the Beatles, guys. There's a new movie <laughs> coming out uh, called Yesterday. Lacey, you've seen it. Yes. Uh, I've seen a trailer for it, so I've basically seen it. Um, no, you really have. <laughs> <laughs> so the the premise is basically that the power goes out in the whole world, and uh, when it comes back on, nobody remembers who the Beatles were except for this one dude who remembers all their songs, and he gets to pretend like he wrote all the Beatles music. And people are like, wow, those songs are really great. So I just wanted to talk about the Beatles briefly because I really like Beatles music. I have even a new respect for them because having like little kids and introducing them to music, Beatles songs are really easy to get kids into because it's basically like children's music. Like the songs that they wrote are like extremely simple, but also just like are as simple and easy to like get into and uh, memorize as like campfire songs a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, But the, the way they're used culturally in America is like as the, pep rally music for aging hippies and like baby boomers to just like they're they used uh you have to admit it's getting better as like the the theme song for hp ads when it was like yes technology we're gonna make the world better and we're solving all our problems and you know i feel like beatles music was used as like pretty pretty much everywhere during the 90s and early 2000s as like everything's great and the baby boomers have solved everything and here's a picture of john lennon uh apple <laughs> apple computers are are cool don't worry about <laughs> it um so this is just another example of their music being appropriated by uh aging hippies in this case danny boyle but um it's also another example of so there's this history uh, of movies, like I, I've noticed it in um, Back to the Future, where people like to create a revisionist history where people of color are stealing rock and roll music from white people instead of <laughs> white people stealing it from people of color. So in Back uh. to the Future, uh, they have like that part where... Uh, Marty McFly's on stage playing Johnny B. Good, and Chuck Berry's cousin calls 
Chuck and says, hey, it's your cousin, Marvin. You know, Marvin Barry, just in case you you weren't clear on who that was. And then he's like, you know that new sound you were looking for? Well, listen to this. So, like, he hasn't even thought. He's just looking for the idea of rock and roll. And Marty McFly, a white teenager, gives it to him, and he steals it. And that's how rock and roll came came about. And obviously that's not... Like nobody, nobody watched that and was like, oh, that's how rock music happened. (laughs) But it's still like more well known like that. That version of things is still like probably more uh, embedded in the American consciousness than the true story of how like rock music came from blues and was stolen from, you know, uh, people of color like Muddy Waters and all these people who were studied by white rock musicians and then just made it palatable to other white people by just being white. And so this is another example of this because the dude who is the only one who can remember Beatles music is a person of color also. And like he is stealing the idea for the music. And then Lacey, you were saying at the climax, he, he like, well, I don't want to ruin it. Okay. (laughs) All right. And let's get, let's do a spoiler here because they treat, his theft of Beatles music as if it's a crime, like as as though it is like a dishonest thing instead of just being like, yeah, I must have hallucinated the Beatles like for my whole life. But that, that never comes up. He's not like, I must just be creatively brilliant. He, Instead is like, I feel so bad and he guilty. He never questions his own sanity right? at any point. It's not like Back to the Future where they're like, oh, we discovered this new sound. Like the white people automatically assume because they, but this is also just a white consciousness thing. Like white people right. love to see something and then assume they made it. Right. It's a it's a thing that they do about everything. That's and 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 this is why cultural appropriation is annoying. And I know that there's so many white people out there. I feel for you white people who you're like, "Oh my god, we can't we can't dance, we can't make a song, we can't go out and hey, I don't know, get in a march." Like uh, no, I get we it. can't dance, by I, the way. But <laughs> go ahead. I get it. Cuz I think to the everyday white person, uh, as a white myself, um, <laughs> at least on the phone and right now tell through it, your ears. Lacey, tell it. Through you don't know if I'm white. You don't know. I might be white, guys. So as a white, I'm telling you I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I know that it's annoying as an everyday person to have to hear about cultural appropriation. The only real issue that people of color have with it is is that white people make the most money from everyone else's culture. White people make the most money from everyone else's culture. White people take things from other people's culture and they monetize them. And then the people who made it get no money. That's why they're mad. That's why everyone's mad. Okay. Yeah. So or just, credit yeah. or anything. Yeah, but yeah. Cr- fuck credit money. Yeah. A lot of money is made. <laughs> you know, I heard kids talking about the Fortnite dances. They call the shoot the Fortnite dance. That's oh, not yeah. the Fortnite dance. Negroes made that dance. Okay. Right. And you know what they don't get? Payment for you downloading it so that you can use it during Fortnite. Right. So just know that it's not about like people wanting to whine about, you know, cultural appropriation or even the dislike of white people. We love white people. I consume everything white every day. I get on Facebook. I love the white man's internet. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying we want to make a little money off of it. So this movie does that same thing where it's like, oh, this brown person knows that they stole this music from the Beatles. Right, from the Beatles. And they feel bad because right. they should. Yeah. So there wasn't even a little flip in the story to kind of say, by the way, right, this was all influenced by, like, there isn't no, a... No, no. It's not, not that knowing. It's not a spoiler to say that. There's no... There's no wink and nod to the fact that the Beatles stole their music from other like influences of other people of color. 
which is a little exhausting. I <laughs> I like the Beatles music a lot, so yeah. it was nice to just like hear a bunch of it in a movie for sure. Yeah, I just think it's I just hate what's been done with it with, with the Beatles music. I I just think it's like such a huge influence in really whack parts of American culture. And like uh, I don't know. I mean, the music is very sanitized. It's like you know, yeah, it's happy. No one's gonna be offended by it. It's sunny. Yeah, there's no controversial Beatles song, is there? I think as they got as they went along, they got a bit more kind of edgy. Right. All that early kind of is it fifties and sixties kind of. Yeah. Um, she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And All now of that kind we owe a hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Paul McCartney himself will show up here and yeah. shake us. Yeah, down. you're not allowed to word, use the words she loves and you in that order. <laughs> right. Consecutively? No. no. no Did no, he get no, it no, back? No. I thought Michael Jackson had all the uh, back catalog. I think he did. Maybe that was his way of clawing it back. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. back. He bought it all back. Right. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It, it's just it seems like a a lame movie. I also am not a huge fan of the of the filmmaker Danny Boyle who made. What's uh, your beef with Boyle? He's yeah, Scottish. We got a Scott in. We got a Scott in the room. Ah, uh, just slumdog millionaire. He's not Scottish. Oh, look at me get saying he's Scottish, and I, I presume because that he of had transporting. Scottish. Well, I thought he had Scottish. Pa- I know he doesn't have a Scottish accent, but I thought he had Scottish parents. Huh? Maybe. Although Boyle is an Irish yeah. surname, can't trust. We that. should look. Should we look that up? What yeah. else did he make? He made Transpotting. Uh, he made uh, Sunshine. Was that Sunshine? Yeah, Sunshine. Sunshine, and he made Slumdog Millionaire in 127 hours. Uh, have, Slumdog Millionaire is my main. I um, have a bit of love for Danny Boyle. In that, when we did the Olympics in 2012, he did a big homage to the NHS. Yeah. So that yeah. was one of my like Danny. I I reserve like he made a a full point of kind of celebrating one of the best things that the UK has ever done. Right. Like, which is have healthcare. Yeah. Um, like, and it's good healthcare. That was I, actually pretty cool, yeah. I don't know if I can go back to the UK uh, without getting stopped by <laughs> by the border. Why, you got a lot what, of- for your free healthcare? Yeah, I stole a bunch of free healthcare from the UK <laughs> when I was living there. This Have is you- the truth. <laughs> really? This is a true fact. I had surgery when I was living in London. And I was like, ooh, didn't this steal is it all then. so free. Yeah. This is great. But yeah. I wasn't a citizen. I was there on a visa. And so then like the com- the hospital was calling like, you owe us $13,000. And I was like, I ain't giving y'all money. Mm. <laughs> You got like new organs and stuff, like organ transplants from the Michelle. Uh, do you know Michelle Buteau? Do you guys know Michelle Buteau, comic? Yeah, she yeah. has a really brilliant bit about like you want to see my Dutch husband cross a road in New York, in New York. Like Europeans don't give a fuck because they get free healthcare. They're so risky, right? Just like compared to Americans, right? Like, yeah, yeah. They don't the follow of the risk, walk We sign. just we just take like we're like yeah, sure. I'll just pop into the hospital and just right, yeah, yeah. Get this fixed, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to hit on Danny Boyle. Actually. No, you can, you're totally allowed to. I would just say I, I reserve a little bit of love for him for that. He will always hold a, I a special place in my I don't have like that. an authentic reason for hating Slumdog Millionaire other than I think it's a terrible movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but like and and I think like people loved it. It's the it's one of the only movies that people like seemed to genuinely love the world over that I was just like fully disconnected from the zeitgeist on. I was like I don't see where this is coming from at all haven't seen it yeah. british british he's british yeah but see people say that well i am british and that my dad is scottish my mum's family are from wales he was born in radcliffe yeah. lancashire england uh-huh. uh so he doesn't have yeah, yeah. well 
Uh, well, sorry about that. Anyway, I got that <laughs> so wrong. So overall, Lacey, though, two thumbs up, right? On yesterday, great movie. No, uh, yesterday is poop. Um, <laughs> did you watch yesterday yesterday that's the important question I, yo did i watch yesterday no it was the day before yesterday that would have oh, been okay. nice yeah, yeah, yeah i watched it a couple days ago it's gonna disappoint you mm. so if you go in with like limited expectations then maybe you'll be mildly entertained but it was almost a good movie but then they it wasn't i bet the soundtrack's pretty good right? the soundtrack's pretty decent i don't yeah. know if you've heard of any of it yeah. um, um. <laughs> Yeah, like one of the scenes from the trailer is him like playing "Let It Be" for the first time on the piano for for his family, and his yes. family like doesn't get why it's so great. But um, yeah, "Let It Be" is a good song, so it's always fun to watch someone play that on the piano. Uh, I just don't know why we need to, you know, fully change the the history. It's almost like a body switching movie where he switches bodies with a person, like because the whole like lights go out and right. come back on and suddenly things are different. Who thing is, is the guy named John in the Beatles? John Lennon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is he still alive? No. No. Mm-hmm. Who's alive from the Beatles Paul right McCartney. now? Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. I know Paul Ringo Starr. I know Ringo Paul McCartney. Starr, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Ring I know Paul McCartney. I used to wait on Paul McCartney in the Hamptons. He's very nice. Oh wow. Um yeah. But, uh, no big deal. MBD. No, no, no. I was his personal waiter. He would ask for me. Mm. <laughs> I was, yeah. Um, Is that true? Yeah. And Damn. I never stole anything from him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so Ringo is still alive. Didn't Ringo have some kind of issue where he like was beating on his wife or something? I Am I going crazy? So. Yeah. No? Who? That's John Lennon? Yeah, John Lennon. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. We we just keep finding out that John Lennon was a shitty person okay. like, over and over again. McCartney keeps getting better and better because it was always seen as way cooler to like John. John I think Lennon, it's fair to yeah. say for ages. And then actually, but like all of McCartney's other projects and stuff, you know. Kind of love like band, band on the Run. Yeah. And you like Stella McCartney and Linda McCartney and like... Right. So, like, McCartney just got cooler and cooler and cooler. Right. Which is the reverse of normally what happens as rock stars age. You begin to find out more and more. Yeah. And that's Bad what's happened with John. Whereas Paul has just kind of got, like, he's, he's, he's beca- yeah, he's sort of evergreen. Yeah. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about how we do fame on this side of the Atlantic. The walk <laughs> of fame. Uh, there's renewed interest in whether uh, Donald Trump should have a star on uh, the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. So the Hollywood City Council had a vote and said, no, he should not. We should get rid of it. And the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce has fully just ignored that vote, which I guess is like most city council votes of any type. They just kind of get ignored. So one question that people had is like why he has one to begin with since he is only known for being a reality star and also a rich guy in Home Alone too. Uh, which, by the way, oh, and an episode of Sex in the City. Oh, yeah. yeah, which freaked me out when I saw him on there. I was like, he was on this. Samantha had a meeting with him. Yeah, like they flirted across the bar. Or something. Yeah, hi, Donald. Donald uh, Trump. Uh, I want some of that Trump. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it turns out you basically buy yourself a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It costs thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars to get yourself nominated, and then they'll pretty much. Vote you in if you pay them enough money. Uh, Absolute Vodka has a star. Oh, come on. Uh, L'Oreal has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. But like one of the rules that they hold kind of steadfast to is that you can't get a Hollywood uh, star 
as a reality star and like so people have been like why would trump have it and they claim it's because of his work as a producer for the miss america pageant uh that that's why he has a hollywood star i think that they're not going to take a star away because it's just like the internet. Like if you're a negative troll, you're still giving people more visibility and more views and more likes by being negative. So Donald Trump's star getting constantly defaced and people constantly visiting it, that is driving traffic to the to the Walk of Fame. Literal and that's traffic. the whole point yeah. of the Walk of Fame in the first place. Oh, yeah. was that a tr- was that a, an explosion for a truth bomb? <laughs> yeah, is that what that was? <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> but yeah, so they're like love it or hate it. Like people are still coming to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, so they're never gonna get rid of it. Yeah, and it has to be like policed now. They've had people like you know around it because it gets defaced so often now. Somebody put up a golden toilet on it. Someone put it behind prison bars. Someone built a little wall around it, um, and somebody smashed it to smithereens with a pickaxe. So. Yeah, the the ultimate point is that it is basically a cheap way to buy a publicity stunt, uh, getting a Hollywood Walk of Fame star, and yeah. it's not so all we need is that fifteen about. million loan from our parents, right? Yeah, and we That's can it. all get one. That's right. Yeah. I plan on buying it. I will have a thirty thousand dollar star at some point in my life. The thing yeah. that I found I'll be most- like, thank you so much. I had who gave this to me? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna act like I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> The thing that I found most offensive about this, uh, one chamber representative said, uh, somebody asked, or I guess Kanye was saying that Kim Kardashian should get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame since she is like one of the most famous people in the world right now. And uh, the person from the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce said, uh, she needs to get a real acting job, then come to us. She has had a real acting job. She was in that Tyler Perry movie. She was in that Ray J movie. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, My girl got credits. And I mean, her performance was very convincing. Convincing Convincing. in all of them. Yeah. In all of them. Um, So... She can't have it because she's a reality star. Yes, that is. Is Paris Hilton got one then? Because she was in House of Wax. Was it House of Wax? Yeah, she was in that little horror film. You're right. Um, I don't know, but I think that they are gonna have to change that because Cardi B started out as a reality TV star. She was on Love and Hip Hop, and now she's a Grammy Award winning artist. Like, what do you mean? Like, people do reality TV show like it's nothing now, right? But she's got the Grammys, I guess, and the music. So they go because of that. You can have it. Yeah, she'll be a recording artist. So Kim, Kim, Kim can't get it for being a lawyer. Right. Um, so that can't be your only qualification as being a reality star, I think. Okay. Is. So you have to have it, something in the arts. But the whole thing is just complete bullshit is, I guess, the point. It's yeah. just like that guy's claim is that because he thinks Kim Kardashian isn't culturally of value, but then Donald Trump like is, yeah, yeah. is of value because of what? People need to stop hating on Kim K, and I hate that I'm saying this. Um, I say it, it's a double-edged sword. On one hand, yeah, stealing from everyone, making money off of it, cultural appropriation, we talked about it. But on the <laughs> other hand, like y'all are just mad because she's a beautiful woman who made money, essentially started making money from sex and then made money in a lot of different ways. And nobody wants to see it like a quote-unquote ho win. But hoes is winning. And I'm <laughs> proud of her. I'm proud of her. So they need to give her her star because she's so culturally relevant. Come on. Oh she's my like God, world yeah. famous. Like yeah. You can't deny it. Um, yeah. yeah, well, I know that she's doing this. Um, she wants to be like her dad. 
who got OJ off, not in a way. That was me right. doing a masturbating <laughs> time. But, but, um, she made a wanky But, but it was yeah. kind of like, oh, so she's been championing, trying to get people out of like, um, who've been wrongfully imprisoned and, she's and stuff. She's got people out of jail. So that, that's all pretty good. But then, then it kind of lands with, and it's all going to be a TV series. And you're like, does everything have to be televised? Because you can do this and you can do some good and you can use your platform and your position. But why, why do we need to see a TV series about it? Then it just becomes up fodder. Right. I mean, I think at the end of the day, the black women are getting out of jail, so I don't care yeah. if yeah. they're on TV. And hell, it might help them because ex-cons, like, you don't get jobs when you come out of jail, and we all know that. So maybe the now the black woman can also be selling some makeup and some lipsticks, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so hey. Yeah, um, unlike Kylie Jenner. <laughs> like, just admit that you've had surgery. Right. That's the thing. You, you can't be mad at Kim for looking that way. She paid a lot of money for it, and actually what it means is that anyone can. Right. If you can just get some money for surgery, you can all look amazing. Yeah, everyone could. You know, it's just a choice, isn't it? Right. Yeah. If you want to. Tiff, it's been a pleasure having you. Yeah. Thanks. I can't believe I ended the show defending. <laughs> that's that's how you're going to go. Number down. one Kardashian stand. That's going to be your cultural. Oh my god. Contribution, I think. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Tiff Stevenson Comic. And Twitter, at Tiff Stevenson. I'm better on Twitter because it's words. I'm not so good on the pictures, but hey. Oh, your pictures are great. I follow you on Instagram. Oh, thanks, yes. I follow you as well. Um, and um, also, I'm doing a show. Am I allowed to plug a show I'm doing? Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. I'm doing a show in LA. I'm doing a preview of my new Edinburgh Fringe show, and it's called Mother. And I'm doing it at the Lyric Hyperion on the 1st of July. Yes. So I come along to that. Awesome. Uh, we, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year, people need to go see that shit. Yeah. Because we have... Uh, Jamie Loftus is going to be there. Uh, you're going to be there. Lots of really cool shows. Yes, uh, Cameron Esposito up. was going to be in the same venue as me, but I think that's not happening now. But I think Emmy Blotnick, I think there's a few mm. there's a few Americans coming over. More and more. Oh, Jenna, my friend Jenna Friedman, who's excellent. Uh, so she's going to be out there as well. So I'm looking forward to it, actually. Awesome. And is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Yes, uh, Amy Miller, who I follow. Do you guys know Amy Miller? Yeah, Comedian. she's been on a number yeah. of times. Yeah, um, she. I think she's so funny. I really like her. And she did a tweet the other day uh, saying, if you want to see a baby poke itself in the eye, just say to it, where's your eye? <laughs> um, so it's just silly and she's funny. And, that is um, awesome. Yeah, I really like Amy. I can't wait to try that out. Uh... <laughs> Jackson, go home to the kids immediately. <laughs> Lacey, where can people find you? Ooh, so you guys know you can find me on the internet at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey, on all platforms. And guys, if you want updates on Scam Goddess, we're going to start to record. The first episode we've already recorded, so it's going to come out soon. Um, it's Scam Goddess Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. And guys, July 10th. July 10th on Pop TV. If you love Shit's Creek, then you know where to find us. Um, I am the lead in a show called Florida Girls, and it comes out July 10th. Mm. So, guys, please, 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 please watch. Um, yeah. And then a tweet that I have been enjoying is you kind of need a visual on this, so go look up Chucky right now. Uh, but the new Chucky movie, um, Hollywood done got to Chucky. This motherfucker done got Botox, an eyebrow lift, a facelift, and fillers. <laughs> and this comes from Cotty Dawn. And then I clicked into the comments, and it got even funnier. Um, people said, it's Chuckyana. Bust down, Chuckyana. I was chilling with my knife, Cuddyana. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for that, Cotty Dawn. Mm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at 
Jack underscore O'Brien, a tweet I enjoyed at Mutable Joe tweeted the idea that the quote ideal beach body just means being thin or buff is so unimaginative surely the ideal beach body would have a powerful lobster claw arm flaps to act as a windbreak <laughs> and a sand repellent anus <laughs> uh, you can find uh, us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Uh, super producer Anna Hosniak, what song are we going to ride out on today? Uh, I'm going to recommend a song by Billie Eilish off her new album. Um, I think I've been quoted on Twitter saying, I'm too old to understand her aesthetic choices, right. uh, but boy, do I love her music, and her new album is fire. <laughs> Is that what the kids say? Okay. Uh, this song is called Bad Guy, and I really like it. Mm-hmm. It is poppin'. Yes, Just gets it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. To show so, my age, I thought her name was pronounced Billie Eilish. It uh, might be. I say Eilish because I know an, oh. I have an Irish friend in Europe who goes by Eilish, and she spells it very similarly, but I think it is Eilish, actually. Okay. Right. My bad. You Guys, my like culture is showing. And she's whisper, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. It's got a bit of this touch of the ASMR about it. Mm. Yeah. But oh, can I recommend something off the back of that yeah, track? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I know we're finished. But uh, the reason I found that track is because someone... Um, had sent a clip to the Always Sunny account on Instagram and they've taken that scene, you know where Charlie yeah. dances at Dennis when they're, they've taken loads of drugs and he's just taking his yeah, eyeballs yeah. out and he swallows them? <laughs> they've remixed that to the Billie Eilish song and it's very, very funny. All right. I see that. Well, we are going to ride out on that. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And we will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast. We'll talk to you guys then. Bye. I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type. I'm the bad guy. Duh. Control even if you know